What's up, Baruskis? What's up? You what know, up? I kind of like the, uh, I kind of like the cold open from last week. We did like we just kind of. Oh yeah, we did, yeah, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, it was fun. Started conversation. Yeah, we just went right, right in. Yeah. Well, we can't do that. Too bad. Already said what's yeah. up, Brewskis. Too they bad. Already know that they <laughs> already know that we know. Right. That they're here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. They know that we know that they, that know. they know. We're here. My name is Marco Dupa, and that is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What is up, Brewskis? Tonight's brew is from our good friends at the Cigar City Brewing. Their Cosmic Crown. Thank you, sir. Of course. And Obi's going to have a little bit more about that after the break. What's on tap, brother man? Oh, uh-huh. well, uh, we've we've done you a disservice. I'm sorry, everyone. We haven't kept up with The Last of Us. Mm. So we're definitely going to have to talk about episode two and three mm-hmm. in this episode, and we'll continue moving forward. What is being held, we- heralded as... One of the greatest episodes of TV of all time. I've heard that. Mm. You'll get our opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have James Gunn, co-CEO of DC Un- or DC Studios, mm-hmm. finally mapping out his eight to ten year plan, quote unquote. And we're just gonna just gonna run through everything that he said. Quick little five minute video. So we're gonna go through that. Sure. And then one last thing. Oh, uh, well, Netflix is on everyone's crap list mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, after making people unable to stay on your list. Mm, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, they see it fit to no longer allow users to share their logins. So, And we finally got the details right. of what they're going to do. We have touched on this before, but it's, it's official. We mm-hmm. have more deets, so we'll be getting into that as well. All that and probably nothing else here <laughs> on the episode 380 of the One Beer In Podcast. Right? My girlfriend's not right? looking at me. Yeah. He's yeah. good, right? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So good. God. How bad are you? She <laughs> <laughs> said it like that. No comment. Oh, he's really good. He's really good. The best. He's, uh, as, he's as good as DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he doesn't even try. <laughs> yeah, that's the... Uh, <laughs> anyway, to the beer. <laughs> to the beer. To the beer. To the beer. To the beer. Uh, we have the Cigar City Cosmic Crown Belgian Style Strong Golden Ale. Golden Ale. And we finally, at long last, have a cold read on the can. Hey. It goes as follows. Instead of searching for gold hidden among our galaxy, we've brought galaxy hops to this strong golden-hued Belgian style ale. To add notes of passion fruit and peach to the profile, making the beer out of this world and fit for a king. This comes in at a 9% ABV, so hefty boy. It's brewed with galaxy hops and Belgian yeast. 
All right. Well, this is the One Baron Podcast, podcast where two brews crack open a brew and see where that one brew takes us. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I'm going to cry about it. Oh, no. So let's get ripping and rocking and rolling right on into the episode. Uh, as Obi stated before, we, we're going to try to keep up with giving our like mini review of The Last of Us. We missed episode two. We're on to episode right. three. So this week, we'll do two and three. Catch you guys up sure. on our feelings on the episode. So right here is your spoiler warning. Yes. All right. Skip. We are going to be spoiling the episode. Skip if you need to. Both episodes. Yeah. Two and two three. And three. So, yeah. You've been move, warned. Move right along. Right. All right. So episode two. Uh, was, that was the, this was the episode where they, they make it to the... We, we start in Jakarta. Jakarta. Yeah, oh, we right. have. Remember now, we're having these cold opens that are kind of uh, flashbacks to sort of the the pre outbreak world yeah. and uh, the the outbreak as it happens in real time. Yeah. Um, very cool, creepy scene. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, this episode, I should say, is called Infected. It was directed by none other than Neil Druckmann, director of the video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. pretty pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, it opens with Jakarta, a scientist is pulled away from her lunch, very unfortunately, and uh, we, <laughs> it really bothers me when people are eating on shows and, like, they suddenly have to get up and leave their food, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I get it, man. Sucks. It's a travesty. Yeah, but uh, lo and behold, she's pulled away not because she's in trouble with the law, but because the military needs her help to figure out what is going on, you know, of course, it's unveiled that this infection has begun and uh it seems like jakarta is ground zero for it mm-hmm. um her theory on it is that it's it's going through the uh was it the the wheat or, or uh, uh flower plant? i don't think she has a theory okay we, i don't think we find that out we must find that out later we, yeah, we yeah. find that out later well I, I know joel talks about it in episode three yeah i don't think she if i'm remembering correctly we don't talk about that part they we find out that it was at a factory where they make wheat and and right, things right, like right, that right, well right. they don't make wheat but you know process sure wheat. yeah um but that she doesn't theorize that that's how it's spreading mm-hmm. yeah and it, it you know she does an autopsy we have of course a cool horror style autopsy scene very cool um and she's immediately like affected but i think what makes this scene work is that there's a lot unsaid, mm-hmm. but you can just tell by her reaction how serious this thing is. Because yeah. when asked what can they do to stop the spread, she says, bomb everything, bomb everyone, that's it. And then asks to be taken back home so she has a little bit more time with her family. Yeah, that's crazy. Grim. Yeah. Very grim, but also very affecting. Such a smart way to go about that. Like, yeah. she doesn't offer solutions. She's like, listen, if you don't contain this because the bomb everything approach is not novel mm-hmm. but it's always the last approach right it's always like last the military yeah. is like this is what we need to do then there's always like some time excuse me some scientist or some like you know the hero of the story who's like we don't have to do that we can save people blah right. blah blah but she's like that there is no last resort right. that's the only yeah. resort it's done yeah. I really like that. Really like subverting the whole sure. trope of of the bomb the city thing. Sure, and that being like a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> she's like, it's it's the, it's only, the only option thing. we got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To save humanity, literally. Um, 
but yeah, so we 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 get that flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that we had a little you know a little seed planted for us in episode one, where on the news you hear about something happening in Jakarta. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that was very smart too. I do like also that people in episode one were smart about pointing out the fact that they narrowly miss eating things with wheat yeah. the entire episode, yeah. mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm glad somebody figured that out before it was spelled out in yeah. episode three. I think that shows that like they did enough to let people know. Yeah, you know, like there were, were enough paying hints. attention. Yeah. yeah, which is my favorite thing about well-written twists mm-hmm. is if you can go back and watch it and go, oh, if I just paid attention, yeah. I would have got it. Right. My, one of my least favorite things is a movie that ends with a twist and then it's like, that fucking came out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> How you. would I have known that? Yeah. yeah. I, this isn't, this is off topic, on topic, whatever, but the album B from Common. Uh-huh. One of the, one of the great, like, comeback albums of all time. R.I.P. Pro- Kanye West. Huh? R.I.P. Kanye R. I. P. West. R.I.P. Kanye West, yeah. yeah. I mean, man, if he was still around. Yeah, if only. We'd be able to uh, sing his praises, but he's not. So, the album... In the middle of the album, there's a song called, I think it's called Testify. Yeah. And he tells this story, and it's a really well-written like story of a mob boss or a crime boss who's being taken in. Um, he's about to lose his freedom and everything like that. And his wife is the one who is testifying, and she, uh, she's heartbroken and everything. And, this, and Common's like explaining street life and all this stuff. Yada, yada, yada. You get to the end of the song, and you turn around, and you find out that the wife was the one who did everything that he's being accused of, that right. she was the actual uh, boss the whole mm. time. Spoiler. And I know, <laughs> spoiler, yeah. <laughs> for, right. for a three-minute song. Yeah. I know that it's hard to drop hints in a three-minute song. Sure. Then just don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Because people, I remember when the album came out and everyone was like, oh, man, and, that, and Testify. When it came out and to this day, yeah. It is my least favorite song on that album because it's just such an insulting twist. And I know it's not like he's not trying to be I'm taking it way too seriously. Sure. I sure. know that for sure. But as you would as a as a fan. Yeah. You know. And I'm like, nah, fuck you. You know? <laughs> fuck yeah. you. That was cheap. Yeah, it was cheap. That's exa- yeah. that's what it is. It's cheap. It's yeah. cheap. I don't like it. Yeah. All right, just had to get that off my chest. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad we got there. <laughs> um anyway, at this point in the story, uh Ellie, Joel, and Tess are making their way. Uh, to the uh, the Firefly encampment or meetup spot, I should say. Mm. Um, we get more and more hints about danger uh, being close, <laughs> and 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 them kind of just being on the cusp of of getting into some some deep doo doo. Yeah, and uh, dookie. some deep dookie. And uh, well, I mean, uh, there's no way to to jump around this, but this is the episode if you've played the games in which. Test dies, sacrifices herself. Yeah. So they get, they, you know, eventually get up. Well, she, it, it's, 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 uh, revealed at the end of episode one that, uh, Ellie's been bit. They still don't trust her. Yeah. To not turn. <clears throat> but, you know, clearly something's different here. Mm. They make their way, long story short, to the meetup spot. Everyone's dead. Well, also, this is the episode where the, we get our first. We get our clicker scene. The first. Yeah. That yes. Was... That's before that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For some reason. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I, I put those two because the clicker scene is such a like climactic event. Yeah. I thought it came after. You're right. 
So they uh, they're making their way through Boston. Mm. They get into a museum, which is a very iconic scene from the game itself. Um, and we meet our first clicker. It is terrifying. Uh, we we figure out the whole new lore of the TV show where the everyone all the infected are linked by this you know neural network yeah like a hive mind <laughs> a hive thing. mind so if you step on actual like live fungus it, it can alert other clickers and other infected nearby so that's a change but interesting because uh, we've gone away from the spore thing in, yeah. in the game uh, so that ratchets up the tension a bit uh, and then we, yeah we were, we're faced with clickers for the first time and I mean they're straight out of the video game it looks incredible it sounds great uh, it's very tense mm -hmm. very scary um, what'd you think of how they depicted it I, I it was amazing I thought the the using them or using practical effects and practical makeup and everything instead of CG mm -hmm. I mean I'm I don't know how much it cost them to do that but it, it it was so worth whatever money that they put down for that yeah. because it's so visceral, so violent. And like they, the one scene where like the, she, they're getting chased throughout the museum and like the one jumps over the thing and tackles Joel. It's just like, it, it's just, you can tell that like if it was CG, it would just kind of feel weightless and yeah. like not as, as scary and not as like suddenly, um, it's such an oh shit moment yeah. in, in the in the show. Right. You know, we're finally faced with what we know is coming right. and, and it and it pays off so well. Yeah. After after lots of build up yeah. from from the last episode and part of this episode. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think it paid off. Because in really the game well. in the game there you if I'm not mistaken, you, you I mean you encounter clickers, but you're mostly being pursued by the military yeah. in the first couple of hours of the game. But they changed that. To where the military is not even really involved no. at this point. It's all just the the clickers that right. they're that or the infected that right. they're um, trying to get away from. Which makes sense because the military really has no reason to be outside of the walls of the encampment they have. Right. Like, what is the military just patrolling infected areas outside of the QZ for, other, for what? Other than to scrounge for supplies and stuff, which it doesn't seem like they really need. And that there is even much left in that area. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, so anyway, we have that scene. They dispatch the clickers eventually. It's 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 tough. It's tough going. It's tough they going. all get separated for a minute, and we finally get Joel and Ellie together alone mm -hmm. uh, with Tess being off on her own for a bit, so we get a little taste at what's to come mm -hmm. in the story. They make it canon that you know, when you encounter a clicker, all all rules of the game go out the window and you just start firing wildly until <laughs> yeah. you hit a headshot. Yeah. And then you just take off running from them. That's yeah. canon now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Just in case you guys haven't had a playthrough of the game, just know that when that does happen to you. It's normal. It's supposed to happen. <laughs> that's supposed to You're happen. You're supposed to panic and flail. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, they finally are able to kill them. They, they escape. Then... <laughs> <laughs> they end up at the encampment they're supposed to be at, mm -hmm. which is completely deserted other than dead bodies all on the ground. Yeah. Uh, they surmise that uh, somebody got infected. They were all suspicious of each other. They shot it out and, you know, everyone died. Yeah. Um, so like you were saying in the game at this point, uh, the military comes in and storms the Capitol building, I think it is, in Boston. Yeah. Right? Um, but in this one, that we've already established there's an entire horde of clickers, or not clickers, uh, infected. 
that are just baking in the sun, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's really creepy looking. It's a little World War Z, you yeah. know, where it's like an entire horde of these things, like, moving and being gross yeah. and creepy. I got to talk about World War Z. Don't let me forget, because I just finally <laughs> watched it the other night. Really? Yeah, I never watched it. I didn't, oh. I didn't talk about it. Did you it. read the book? I did read the book. Okay. Yes. Right. So we got we to gotta talk about that. But we'll get through this first. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, where the hell are you going? <laughs> what, you thought I wouldn't do it? You thought Excuse I wouldn't call me. you out just because we're on the show? Excuse me. <laughs> Our audience of one is leaving. Yeah. Because she's tired of hearing us go on about clickers. Yeah, you definitely You'll will definitely be definitely 1 million percent be in the shot. So this is actually good that we acknowledge you doing this because when somebody sees you in the background, they're not going to be like, who the fuck was that? Yeah, the, can I go, yeah, go on. Go on. Continue while You've she does You've made enough this. of a scene. Not, not editing this out. Right. So, time is shot. <laughs> wait a minute. You're going to get chips. And the entire rest of this episode, we're just going to hear... Oh, oh yeah, wow. the best ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're not the best ones. They're the worst. No, ones. no. Fifty percent less cheese. Yeah, it's, it's you know it's not as greasy. It's nasty. It's just I mean nasty. that's part of the reason you eat Cheetos, right? I know, but like it's you know it's guilt free. Yeah, yeah. That's what they tell you. Yeah. That's what yeah. <sighs> All right, go on. All right, ready. Okay. Thank. It won't. It won't get picked up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll see about that. It'll get picked up on the camera, but not on the <laughs> It's fine. Okay, as I was saying, um, you know, everyone's dead, but turns out one of the guys on the floor is infected. Yeah. And so that seemingly dead body alerts the entire horde. Yeah. And they're on their way. Uh-huh. And so instead of sacrificing herself by holding off, uh, uh, what, what are they called in the game? The military. Um, Fedra. 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 Um, Instead of doing that, she decides to hold them off, uh, hold off the horde of, of infected because she reveals she was bitten. Yeah. And yeah. her being bitten, her, her infection looks noticeably different and worse yeah. than it's Ellie's. already getting bad. Right. Which shows, hey, this is real. Yeah. She's actually immune to it. Yeah. Maybe there's something to this. Yeah. You know, have some hope, Joel. Yeah. Please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they finally run away mm-hmm. and, uh, Tess <clears throat> gets mouth kissed by an infected <laughs> uh, and it is yep. disgusting. It's fucked up. Yep. But, uh, she throws a bunch of explosives, a bunch of, uh, gasoline mm-hmm. and is finally at the very end able to light her Zippo lighter, which I don't know if you saw it. Uh, it's a callback to... Uncharted, it is Drake's brother's lighter. No, it's the same I lighter. Missed that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. So um, she <laughs> she blows them all up. You can tell Joel's very upset. <laughs> yeah, and specifically upset at Ellie. And we're left with the last shot of her alone as Joel continues to walk forward. Yeah. So very, I would say, divisive as far as the change that they made and the decisions that they made as far as Tess's sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Cause I've seen some people say like the whole infected 
going to infect her by kissing her in the mouth was inappropriate or too much or took them out of it. Uh, I've seen the exact opposite saying it was really unnerving and creepy and that's what they're going for and that it showed if you're not fighting the infected, they won't be violent towards you. And that's obvious. That's going to be a plot point sure. later. They're def- definitely going to... I, I mean, would hope so. I yeah, would if they're hope doing so. the if they're if they're as good as they've been so far, they're definitely going to bring that back. Right. I would think. I would think that would be true because that you can't have that with the spore situation going on, but you can without it. Yeah. Because if if you're just staying still and uh, an infected comes up to you <laughs> and like just tries to give you the spores through its mouth or whatnot, yeah, it buys you a little time, does it not? Yeah. I you mean, know. they they could have made the decision to have like the spores come through like your hand or whatever, or that'd be cheating though. Yeah, <laughs> they just go. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, and and also that would cause a lot of problems with like the in or, or in show universe where like mm-hmm. you couldn't avoid like if all they had to do was touch you. Oh yeah, You're yeah, done. And they already established that a bite will uh, will turn you. Yeah. So like the mouth kiss thing. I mean, it was, it was very, I'm on the side of like, it didn't, it didn't ruin the experience for me. I don't know why some people, man, they like, you know, uh, it takes me out of it. And it's like, why would they choose to do that? And it's like, cause it was weird and creepy and unnerving and, and kind of fucked up and, and it worked. It made you, it made you uncomfortable. It worked. Right. You know, you didn't like, you know, I I don't know people, eh, whatever. Yeah. So. Respectfully, I'm going to need you to get through episode three a lot faster. (laughs) You know how this goes. I know how you go. Yeah. And I need you to go faster. The details matter. (laughs) No, they don't. Okay. All right. Fine. We just need a synopsis. Okay. 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 Why didn't you say that at the beginning? Because I don't like to interrupt you. All right. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) So look. All right. That's where we're left with episode two. Episode three, the fast version. It's called Long, Long Time. And this is picking yeah. up. Episode two was a long, long time. <laughs> you want me to go? Do you want? Do you want me to I go? I couldn't help it. It was too good. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? Let that one ride? I had to take it. All right, fine. I respect it. Um, okay, long, long time. In essence, is about Joel and Ellie trying to get up to Bills because Tess tells them to go to Bills to get what they need to continue their travels to to find the fireflies. Yeah. So, this entire episode is about Bill and Frank. If you're a fan of the game, if you played the game, you know who Bill and Frank are. You don't see Frank, but you get to know his story. They were a, they were partners. They uh ended up having a falling out. Frank left, ended up getting infected. Ended up killing himself before he turned. Mm. And we find this really, like, bitter suicide note in the game about, you know, how how Bill drove him away <clears> because <throat> he was so uh, insular and, and didn't want to reach out to the outside world yeah. at all. We get some of that in this, but it ends very differently. Is much more... You get to see their romance blossom. You get to see them grow together, grow old together, actually. Um, but it ends with a suicide but actually it ends with both of them killing each other or themselves i should say um but only after living a long i'd say reasonably happy life 
Um, and it all comes up to Ellie and uh, Joel going to his compound and f- finding the note for Joel saying that, you know, exactly what happened, that they killed themselves. <laughs> and take all the guns you want from my stockpile. Do whatever you need because guys like us are only around to protect the you know the people we love essentially yeah just protect one person just save one person uh protect jess or not jess tess with these guns jess i don't know (laughs) that's the girl on the side (laughs) no that's joel and tess together that's what that is ah yeah um that's the ship yeah (laughs) it's the jess yeah um and so obviously that affects joel and we find out that Ellie takes Frank's gun. Mm-hmm. We know that's going to come into play. Mm-hmm. We see earlier in the episode that Ellie is exhibiting a bit of psychopathic behavior <laughs> by playing with an infected um, and before she kills it mm-hmm. with her knife. And uh, yeah, that pretty much sums us up, Marco. There you go. See, now we can give our thoughts on it. <laughs> is that okay? It's fine. What'd you think? It, uh, I think we're, like, we're going to be talking about this episode for a really long time, I think. Yeah. Um, it was revolutionary in that I don't, I don't think that it's a, a small deal to talk about the fact that the majority of the episode was just watching two men fall in love and live their lives together, grow old, argue, be a normal couple. And then uh, and then die and then die together yeah. and and watching um, gay love on TV and romantic gay love yeah. not, not not like over the top over sexualized yeah, fetishized, fetishized yeah uh, and also not like nuanced and vague and kind of off screen love but like real deal it just was too it's people. a love story yeah yeah and uh, it really when you watch it um. It was so gay now. <laughs> <laughs> Super gay. I mean, it was, it was yeah. gay. <laughs> but no, it was, yeah. it was it was fine. It was fine. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. It was really, it was revolutionary to see that on TV. Um, and I think that in the context of the show and what they're trying to accomplish, it's crazy that they, that they even felt like this is a, uh, a, a, um, a direction that they wanted to go in sure. with the episode, they, you know? It was so smart of them to take this opportunity, you know? Yeah. Because, again, in the game, you don't get any of this other than through kind of little bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. You know, letters and yeah, uh, I mean, even when Frank I, saying things off the, out the side of his mouth. When I first played the game, and this this will tell you just my the, the blinders that I have to, to stuff like that, when he sees him, he's, he's killed himself. And he says he was my partner. Even still, I was like, yeah, like partner in crime, like his partner, like his. <laughs> I didn't take it at face like us. value. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like life partner. Like yeah, us. yeah. I didn't think I didn't take it at, at face value. I really um, looked right past that. Even until... after Ellie finds the. No, no, no. That's when I, that's when okay. I, uh, when I, that and then the note yeah. kind of put it all together. And then I was like, True. oh, he meant oh. partner. Like, but when he first encounters him, mm-hmm. I was like. Oh, okay. And just like moved right <laughs> past it. They didn't even think about it. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think that they, I mean, 
you know, Nick Offerman's just he's just a powerhouse man. He's, he's great. Just, he's yeah. so good. Yeah. He's I, so I good. wish he got more dramatic roles and I wouldn't be surprised if this gets him more. Yeah. Um but yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this, I I did have a problem with the episode and the only problem I have with it is the fact that we don't get any Ellie and Bill interactions. That yeah. sucks because they are so fun in yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. So that that's that's it literally was a my only beef with that. Yeah, it was a sacrifice. And, and and genuinely it shocked me when we found out that Bill was also killing himself. I thought for sure he was this was going to be a thing where Yeah, they come in and and he's still there but and he's that, all fucking bummed. That's how he gets so grizzled and and dark. Yeah. Um but no. 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 Just a one off. Mm-hmm. Just a one off. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean I I I I again I want to I want to put a uh, a pin in the fact that I continue to love the stuff they change more than anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. <clears throat> more than seeing, you know, the even even something like the in episode 2 the the almost completely faithfully recreated scene with the clickers in the museum. Like that was awesome to see. It was great. But what I find more exciting is everything they're deciding to change for the sake of storytelling in this medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That keeps me tuning in. That keeps me on the edge of my seat, not knowing what's coming next. Because, they, you know, they do a little bit of a fake out even in this episode, too, uh, where uh, Bill gets shot when there's the Raiders trying to get in. Yeah. And it looks like he's going to die. Yeah. And then it cuts to, you know, after that, obviously, and, and they're both still alive, but suddenly Frank's in a wheelchair. And it's like, yeah. wait, what happened? Yeah, because at first I thought they were going to do this. They're going to subvert expectations by having Frank be the one right. who's alive. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, ah, oh, okay. Yep. It's the same thing that I was thinking, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, we should also say Murray Bartlett as Frank is incredible oh, he's as great. well. So good. Um, so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I again, uh, take my imaginary hat off to uh, the, the, the show writers and showrunners and directors for, I guess, seeing the opportunity to to make this a Last of Us story mm-hmm. and make it feel right for the world, mm-hmm. and only enrich what they did with the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm I am I'm at a point where like I I I hate to just just mount praise on this show without having any, you know, critical. I mean, my critical analysis of the show is that they're just fucking nailing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <clears throat> they're they're so far they're just crushing it. I can't. I'm I'm watching it each week and just going like, man, they're on a hot streak right now. Every episode so far, I I agree. I think that the changes that they make to the show so far have been uh, well worth it as far as the narrative is concerned, as far as like storytelling in a real universe as opposed to a video game. They've all been worth it. They've all made sense. I haven't seen anything that's taken me out of the show that I thought. They shouldn't have done that, or it's not as good as the game. I've yeah. been able to watch the show from like a objective perspective and not uh, have all my video game biases with it. And so far, it's just been it's just been incredible. Yeah, and so, they they also have Mortal Kombat two as the arcade cabinet and not a yeah, made yeah, up yeah. one, which that is was nice. Sick. That was sick. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so so. Yeah, I mean the only the only real gripe I have is that we have to wait another week for another uh-huh. episode. Yeah, but it's it's you know HBO gets it. HBO gets water cooler TV. Yeah, 
I've seen that big conversation happening again. And uh, I agree as much as I hate it. Because I would love to just sit down and watch the entire thing. Well, of course you would. Yeah. And the only way, the one of the only streaming services that uh, allows you to do that nowadays is Netflix. But what? <laughs> if you are a, a Netflix holdout, I, I mean, I couldn't imagine being one of these people who would continue on with Netflix at this point. Yeah. Who would do that? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait and see because Netflix. <laughs> Is now finally I still have a Netflix account. put out. I know you do. Sorry. Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah. They're finally now. Who who are you sharing a Netflix account with? Not me. <laughs> you didn't ask. You're right. I didn't ask. You didn't ask. I'm sharing it with somebody else. So yeah, that's fine. And at this point, it doesn't even matter. Right. I mean, I I share with my entire family. Yeah, and they're about to. Well, who's paying for it is the question. I am. You're paying for it. Okay. I am. So I'm the breadwinner. They're all about to lose Netflix. Yeah. In March, right. they're losing. It's gone. Netflix, yeah. Okay. So if you guys didn't know, and I don't know how you couldn't, but if you're chronically online like we are, you'll know that Netflix has announced. Netflix announced months ago that they were going to do this thing with password sharing, and it shocked everyone because. If you have been paying attention to Netflix for the past couple of years, like three or four years ago, their whole thing was about sharing a password. Right. There's literally a tweet that goes viral like every six months. And I retweeted it yeah. recently. <laughs> That's that is Netflix saying sharing a password or love is sharing a password. Yeah. So they themselves were an institution of sharing your account sure. with people sure they've gone back on this for a bunch of reasons probably i mean all of them financial the They're price right. yesterday it's not the price today uh-huh uh-huh that's right that's Stacho right Joe says yeah today's price is not yesterday's price same thing <laughs> i was translating from spanish <laughs> into english and that's what i got <laughs> Right, right, uh, yeah. It's yeah. a rough translation, sure. but you get the idea. Sure. So here we are with the what the the announced changes that they're going to make. So do you have it pulled up? I do. I have Ooh. the iGen article pulled up. Run through the bullet points if you don't mind. Okie dokie. But, you know, chop chop. Listen. <laughs> I don't need you snapping at me, okay? I mean, I, I feel like the subhead says it all. Users must log in to Netflix via their primary location's Wi-Fi network once every 31 days. That's the first, and that's the biggest one. Right. That's a crazy thing to ask people to do. Yeah. Because not only is it a crazy thing to ask people to do with, like, families, but, I mean, what if you're a person that travels? What if you're a person that doesn't have a permanent residence? Sure. If, you know, there's, there's so many variables to that. What if you use a VPN? Yeah. Is it using your, your, I, your IP address plus your, like, home I, I don't know. I have I'm no not idea. smart enough to understand things like that, but go on. The company will use information such as IP addresses, device IDs, and account activity device to IDs. determine whether a device signed into an account is connected to the primary location. A device may be blocked from watching Netflix if it's deemed to fall outside <coughs> of the household. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. If you are the primary account owner and you find yourself traveling between locations, you can request a temporary code to access Netflix for seven consecutive days. Alternatively, 
You can update your primary location if it is changed. Members can also transfer profile from an existing account elsewhere, allowing them to keep their personalized data on their... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> now you know how I feel every time I open up a fucking can and it just blasts all over my fucking Oh, my computer. God. That was graphic. I know. Oh, it dripped. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, according to IGN, uh, again, the, the plan to convert, quote, borrowers, those who are currently using Netflix borrowers. accounts. Borrowers? Ew. Yeah. What, what, that's so derogatory. <laughs> that are, you filthy borrower. <laughs> borrower. <laughs> <laughs> those who are currently using Netflix accounts that are owned by separate households. <laughs> <laughs> you filthy borrower. <laughs> borrowers, or as I like to be called, those who are currently using Netflix accounts that are owned by separate households. <laughs> <laughs> to paid subscribers is expected to roll out by the end of March uh, with the introduction of account sharing restrictions and extra member fees in more countries. However, with Netflix raising prices, introducing ads, and now pressing forward with plans to stop password sharing, you may be considering canceling your Netflix subscription and looking for, or looking at, excuse me, other streaming choices. You can find those at IGN.com. Of course you can. Yeah. <laughs> Never miss an opportunity to uh, uh, get that uh, get that traffic to their mm -hmm. website, and it's basically just an article that has decider on it. Pretty much, pretty much. So here we go, kids. Netflix has finally unveiled uh, their master plan, and I can't imagine how. I just, I, I, I would love to know. I would love to be a fly on the wall when these executives are getting together and they're and they're discussing. Like best laid plans, because yeah. obviously they're they're saying to themselves that the this is worth all of the bad press and right. all of the like they're gonna get people who are gonna unsubscribe, you know? Yeah, so, for sure. And they're telling themselves that it's worth it in yeah. the end. Somebody's crunched the numbers and seen that hypothetically now. The amount of people that are going to unsub is less than the amount of people who are going to resubscribe under maybe even like the ad version of Netflix. Yeah. Um, it's, to me, I don't know if that's going to check out. Though. I just don't. I don't get it. I, I don't. I think that that's an insane thing yeah. to think. Yeah. It's just an insane thing to presume that people are going to. Take this news and then go, like, f for me, personally, as I'll just say, it's just anecdotally, sure. I, once this happens, my homie, shout out to Brandon, he's, he's, he's got a Netflix account, he's got a couple of people on it. I'm on his Netflix account. Uh -huh. Once this happens in March, guess what? I'm done with Netflix. Their content is not good enough for me to have, for, yeah. I'm paying for HBO. Sure. I'll, I'll continue to pay for HBO because that it, content, I just watched Oh Brother, We're Out There, which, by the way, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert for my Cheers of the Week, but I just watched Oh Brother, We're Out There again, uh -huh. and that movie's Oh, it's great, amazing. yeah. Of course. And where else are you going to... Actually, <laughs> that was on Prime. Sorry, that wasn't on HBO Max. That was on Prime. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, still, 
corporate shill. It wasn't on Netflix. It wasn't on Netflix. It wasn't on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And uh, I look at the stuff that's on Netflix, and there's, like, good movies and stuff on there, and there's, like, good shows and shit. But they just, the past, like, six months to a year has just been nothing but bad press for them. Yeah. Killing shows after one season. Right. This password sharing thing. Not caring about animation. Hikes, not caring about animation. Their ad supported tier, which is literally just a worse tier with ads. Like they've done nothing to create they've, any goodwill. They reverted to what Hulu has done for a long time. Yeah. But <laughs> Hulu at least looks pretty. <laughs> well, that number one. And number two, Hulu is a is a a, a streaming service that is like predicated on just reshowing network TV. Sure. It's Ooh, almost expected. Yeah, it's almost expected that you're going to be watching ads and it's more corporate and everything. Netflix started off and has always been the alternative to things like that. It's funny you say that because I feel the same way about Peacock. That's why I don't care that they have ads in their stuff Peacock because is, it, yeah. it's like it's fine. It's like I'm watching NBC, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's the same thing. Right. So it doesn't bother me in that scenario, but I'll Netflix never pay for Peacock, by no, the way. I don't either. You get it for free on on uh, Spectrum. Oh, that's cool. For for a while, for a yeah. little bit. You until, get like, they, until they wise up. Yeah. Well, you get it for like three months, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Check it out if you got Spectrum. I wonder if the Royal Rumble is on there. Yeah. If the, oh, it has the, to be. The, 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 the new well, one. just aired. But it's like been a week, right? Well, it aired Sunday. What's today? Wednesday? It's been a while. Maybe. I don't know. Let's find out. We can find out. We'll come back. Okay. Um. But yeah, like it. I, I think it. that's very true <laughs> where the expectation has always been that Netflix is going to be a, an ad-free service. Yeah. And the fact that you're <laughs> retroactively adding this negative thing to it for a little cheaper after you've spent years and years upping the prices and canceling a lot of stuff that people enjoy. I mean, every, it's not the best. Every change that they've made so far has been negative. It's pretty been a much, drawback. It's yeah, been things, pretty much. It's been bad press. I saw a tweet or I think an article maybe even because uh, they're the same thing um, uh, uh, to the effect of like I can't believe how quickly Netflix has switched from being like the hero of streaming services to like the absolute villain yeah like it, it, it's strange how quickly that that turn has happened and, yeah. and it, I I gotta agree it is one of the weakest streaming services yep. now it's fascinating other to than like the exclusives that you can only watch on Netflix yeah. I'm talking like you know the Stranger Things, or right. um, even even like weird one-off things like the uh, the Hateful Eight, mm. like long like mini, extended yeah. versions. I don't care about much anything else that's on there. Yeah, it's just not. They oh, just don't have uh, Iron Chef. <laughs> I oh. saw the new Iron Chef on there, which was good. <laughs> <laughs> With the shows like Stranger Things, I mean, honestly, when I think about it, what else? What else is there? What else? What else? Event TV does Netflix have? Well, they they have been trying obviously with their like Academy Award bait content. Yeah, but they, they they haven't been producing good enough movies. Well, I I haven't watched it yet. I still want to. All Quiet in the Western Front. It's getting a lot oh, of right, a lot of buzz. Front. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah. And you know, like historically, they've they've been aiming for the Oscars. They've been trying for, for a long years. time. Well, well you Roma, submitted, Roma did. You should. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> you should have submitted uh fuck what was that Idris Elba movie? Oh, Beast, uh, Beast of, of no Nation. Nation, yeah. Should have submitted that. Beasts of No Burden. 
Beasts of No Burden. Wanna the Pizza Burden. Yo, pizza burning. <laughs> you should have submitted that. Idris Alba deserved an Oscar nomination for oh, that. Oh, yeah, movie, for sure. So. Anyway. Well, the, uh, uh, Pinocchio as well. Pinocchio, that's right. Very good on, on Netflix. That's but right. again, like all of these are movies that I would have gone out to see. Yeah, and I was on just about own. to say, at some point, like, I'll. I mean, unless they just live and die on Netflix, which, if, if that's what it is, hey, listen, I'll figure out a way to watch those <laughs> movies, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's ways. There's back alleyways. There are pirates out there. I'm there. not saying that I would pirate a thing. I'm just right. saying that there they are exist. pirates out yeah. there. there. Pirates are exist. Pirates. And uh, there's ways. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. There are backstreet boys. There are backstreet boys. All right. Who have bootleg versions. They're back. Yeah. The backstreet boys. Yeah. Are back uh-huh. with bootlegs. Can I download Kazaa? Of course you can. Okay. I don't know how I don't know why you haven't done that already. <laughs> the Pirate Bay, the if you will. Pirate Bay. Not that we would use any of it's these. It's not services. an actual. It's a literal place. It's the right, Pirate right. Bay. Sure. You know, we're not talking about a website where you go to right. to you know get these things. It's, it's in Barbados. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So the uh, I don't know. I don't know what the future of Netflix holds, but I can tell you this. It's always darkest before the dawn. <laughs> is, do you think that Blockbuster's coming back? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> I mean, I just I feel like maybe they're going the way of Blockbuster. Yeah. There's just too many options, man. There's just too many yeah. good options. And others doing it better. Yeah. Yeah. Because at this point, I was talking to, was talking to uh, Southie about it, actually. Like, why would you... Back in the day, Netflix was the king. So when mm-hmm. you wanted to put something on streaming, you had to cut a deal with Netflix. That sure. was it. But now you got Peacock. Oh yeah. You got Disney Plus. You got Tubi. Hulu. You got fucking Tubi. <laughs> yeah. You don't. Hey, if you're insane clown posse, yeah. you don't have to upload your movie to Netflix anymore. You got Tubi. Yeah. Okay, it's right there. Or just broadcast it on MeTV. Yeah. Somehow. You got. Uh, you got HBO Max, right? Yeah. You got all these other options. Netflix just isn't the king anymore. Sure. Netflix is fighting for a spot. And when you do this kind of shit, like, yo, HBO Max, either HBO Max, or, no, it was HBO Max, just just did a, a, a quiet price hike. Mm-hmm. Didn't even fucking make news. Yeah. Because it was like, okay, what am I going to do? Not watch HBO <laughs> yeah. Max? You know I, I mean? need my Turner Classic movies. Yeah. I mean, HBO Max already has their bag of issues that we've already talked sure, about. But sure, like, sure. Are we, am I going to not watch HBO Max? I'm not... <sighs> Unless HBO Max pulls some Netflix shit, there's yeah. no way I'm not having HBO Max forever. I they're, love it. I love it. They are sitting back and relishing this news. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of every other streamer, I'm sure, is sitting back and going, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they got to be thinking, Stupid. like, what's next? What are they going to do? What yeah. is the plan? What is the plan? And that, I guess, I leave it to you guys and I leave it to Netflix. What is the plan? What is sure. next? What are you trying to accomplish with this? Yeah. Because... If it's viewership, you're gonna. It's just gonna get struck in half. If it's if it's accounts paid, do you really think kicking people off is gonna make people pay for accounts? Do you really think your content is good enough for people to go? Oh no, I have to pay for my own uh, my my own Netflix now. It's uh, it's a risky move. It's we'll, risky. We'll see how it works out for them. Yeah, we will. We'll be on that. Uh, we'll be on that quarterly call. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah. All right. So, Lashley, 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 Bobby Lashley, 
Uh, we have uh, the whole James Gunn situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This time, not about his social media habits. Yeah, good for him. Finally. Which is nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, but as you said, he is the co-CEO of, of uh, DC Studios. 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 Um, and he has a plan. And this is our first time hearing of the plan for DC Studios moving forward, which includes animated movies, includes live action <laughs> movies, includes TV shows. Etc. Etc. Yeah, the biggest departure I think is the fact that they want everything to be connected. Yes, and we assume this is going to be sort of like their uh, first entry in their own MCU esque thing. But even more connected than the MCU because the MCU does things, but like the like the Avengers video game is not connected to the movies, right? Right. It's a little outside of. With a caveat, though, because he's also saying that there are other things that will continue to exist outside of the DC universe. But they will be explicitly stated as, like, the same way that Star Wars does, like, Star Wars Legends. Yes. They'll be like, that's that bullshit. Yeah. DC Expanded Universe is what it's called. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So things like the Justice League and Aquaman will be in that cubby, you know? Yeah. And on, on top of that, obviously standalone universes as such as the Batman and the Joker. Yeah. Um, no, just Joker. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, will, will continue to live on in their own separate things. Yeah. However, uh, apparently the first line of projects that he's going to be doing that they, they will be doing uh, collectively as, as a studio is going to be gods and, or God and monsters apparently. Yeah. Well, that's what they're calling this, like, phase, right? That's the right. overarching... It's their, like, it is their phase. I'm using air quotes if you can't see me right now. Um, is, I don't know. You wouldn't be able to see him. You should be watching it You on should YouTube. be watching. Uh, chapter one is God and Monsters. Yeah. Um, so that will include things such as Creature... Uh, by the way, this is from Axios. Uh, creature Commandos would be an animated series of military superhumans written by gun himself uh he said characters could appear in both animated and live action projects he's writing a lot of it yeah which isn't a bad thing Mm. i just hope it doesn't all end up sounding the same yeah but i think he's yeah i think he's you know with it enough to know that that would be a bad thing i think he is but i don't know if he's no, I shouldn't say talented enough i knew you were gonna say talented he is but i don't want to say that that's not what i mean but i think that like it's in the same way that like Joss Whedon, God rest his soul, um, couldn't help himself from like putting his Whedonisms in sure. anything that he touched. Everything is Buffy. Of tone. Yeah. yeah, I think that James Gunn is that same way. Yeah, yeah. There's it's hard a- to imagine him not doing like a James Gunn. Movie. Sure. Yeah, a little quippy, a little dark. Yeah, and, uh, graphic and funny. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. But okay. Also, he has Waller, which will be a spinoff of the. Uh, series to HBO Max, uh, oh, to HBO Max's Peacemaker. So it's going to be in the, that same. Mm. Th- so I guess that confirms Peacemaker is canonically part of the new DC. Yeah, yeah, universe. yeah. I mean, it's going to be Viola Davis, and, right? Um, people from Peacemaker. Yeah, or cast members from Peacemaker, right. rather. Yeah, characters. Jesus, I don't know. Like <laughs> people, people, characters. guys from the the thing. 
Guys and gals. Guys and gals. Gods and monsters. Uh, and then we have Superman Legacy, which will bring the classic superhero back with a new movie focused on his upbringing on Earth, as well as his heritage from the planet Krypton, per the New York Times. The film, which Gunn calls the true beginning of the DCU, is slated to release on July 11th, 2025. So the start of this is in 2025. That one is really weird to me. Yeah. Because first of all, he said he's still writing it. Right. Can you imagine having a deadline like that? Like, a, like you have to have this entire production done by 2025, and he's still writing it. Right. Oh, my God. The anxiety that I would have 2025, writing a thing. 2025 seems like a long time, but, but it's is. not. For a movie, especially a Superman movie. He's got to be done writing that within like the next like couple of months. Yeah, so that for sure get the production going. Yeah, because I wonder if they've even cast Superman. Apparently, they haven't. How can you? You haven't even finished writing it, so you well, don't even know how you need to characterize. That it. was his entire like, because <clears throat> you know I joked about his social media presence, but he is still com- like super hyperactive on social media. Yeah, so I think people were asking about casting for different characters, and he's like. It's not going to happen until I've written the thing. And once it's written, we're going to bring a bunch of people in yeah. and have them try it out. And if they don't work, they don't work. <coughs> but if they do, they do. And that's pretty much that. I wish I could get paid to just sit around like just tinkering with ideas. Yeah, right. It sounds nice. Oh, God. Not stressful at all. At this point, like, I, I would just love to just be a writer. Hey, I know something about that. <laughs> we should write a thing. You don't want this shit. I think if you don't we want got, none of this if shit. If we got paid to do it. Oh, sure. I mean, not writing for fucking, you know, you know what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Writing for shit that we want to write for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we we have a project that we can write a little bit on coming forward. One of your own. My project? Yeah. Would you want to help with that? Yeah. Yeah. I expected to. Well, yeah, of course I was going to obviously come to you, but I didn't know if you wanted to like really. Yeah. All right. then. Yeah. I can't not. <laughs> <laughs> As a writer, I can't help but tinker with something I will perform. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, that. I thought you were talking about something else. Of oh. course that you're going to work on that. I love how vague we're being. Everyone. <laughs> I was yes. talking about the show that I was... Oh, well, yeah. No, I definitely want in on that, too. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. You've already talked about your concept album, right? I talked about the album. Yeah. Yeah, I talked about You that. did, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, actually, I added some, port- some more parts to that, so... Okay. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Any hooser. Yes, it would be fun to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure he's having a blast. Otherwise, why would he do it? Mm-hmm. Um, next we have Lanterns which will be an HBO TV series that focuses on Green Lantern heroes Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart um, not the Daily Show uh, Gunn said the series will tie into the bigger DCU story so again tying everything together mm-hmm. then is The Authority which will be a big movie in quotes based on characters who want to fix the world by any means necessary Gunn said, describing it as a very different look at superheroes. So I get the feeling that's more of like a Men in Black style thing, but having it being a bit more sinister. Yeah. You know, like Mm. kind of like dark Black Ops style, like 
you know, the anti-superhero thing that has been going on for the past, like, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have Paradise Lost, which will be a Game of Thrones-style TV series based around an all-female island, uh, or the all-female island, uh, Themyscira? Themyscira? Themyscira. I just have a hard time pronouncing it. Um, Where Wonder Woman was born. Uh, The Brave and the Bold is a new Batman movie that will feature Bruce Wayne and Damian Wayne, Batman's young killer son, as Robin. (laughs) According to Gunn. It is. Young killer son. son. Uh, Booster Gold is an HBO Max series that will be a uh, feature a loser from the future who comes back to save the day. Uh, then we, we have a Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, sci-fi epic. Uh, something I'm excited for is a Swamp Thing, very dark, quote, very dark horror story that takes yeah. place outside of the rest of the DCU, but will we'll feed into the rebooted DC Universe story. Which I don't know how they're going to do that, but well, he kind of said it in the video. He was like, "It's not really going to feed into the rest of it. Like, it's going to be connected somehow, but it's going to be kind of disconnected." So, I, sure, I imagine it's going to be kind of one of those things where it's like people will talk about him, like, "Oh, did you hear about the the creep in the swamps?" Yeah, people will be like, "That ain't real. That didn't yeah, actually yeah. happen." Like one of the one of those things sure. where they kind of reference him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to show up for like a yeah, Justice League. Part of a, yeah, <laughs> like holy shit, he's real. Yeah. yeah. Like the Loch Ness monster, he does exist. That was it, right? That was the last thing that he announced. Yeah. Other than that, it's just you know saying that Batman Two still happening, Flash is happening, Blue Beetles happening, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdoms happening still. Yeah. Um, and how excited he is for all those projects that he inherited. Yeah. Booster Gold seems pretty fun. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. I think that that's a fun. Obviously, I've never read a Booster Gold comic, but right. sounds like really, it sounds like they could do some fun stuff. It sounds the concept is funny. A loser goes yeah. back in time <laughs> right. with powers to change the perception of him. More than any of these, that sounds like a James Gunn movie. Yeah, yeah, that so. sounds like the one that, like, at the very least, he'll crush that. One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I mean. It's it's good to get somebody who cares so much about comics, who cares so much about the identity of these comics and, and these storytelling. Yeah, canon. Um, yeah. So I mean, DC made a really good decision by getting James Gunn and the other guy. I forgot his name. I don't. I don't know much about the other dude who's sure. the the co CEO. So yeah, uh, apologies. I just don't know much about him. Um, He's more of a producer type, kind of behind the scenes a bit more. Yeah. They made a good decision by getting these two guys into the fold to helm this this like um, this next phase, I guess, in in the in the DC universe. I still believe Peter Safran. Peter Safran. I I still believe that DC would have been better off producing one-off movies like Matt Reeves' Batman, mm-hmm. like Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that it opens them up to do more. And I, I think it opens them up to do more. And I think that it opens them up to be different from the Marvel Universe. Sure. I mean, <clears throat> just because... And this is a problem that peop, a lot of people ran into in like the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. When the MCU started getting really big. Was yeah. all these studios going, oh, we need our own sure. universe. So then that's when like... The uh, Universal Dark Universe. Yeah, you yeah. got that. And then you got like... um like the fast universe where they're like, oh, we, oh yeah. these movies need to be connected and we need mm. to do all these other sub movies. And it's like, you don't have to Fast do 10 that. poster. Yeah. 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 
Oh, when that trailer pops, whew, I want to just dedicate a whole episode to just that breaking trailer. down the trailer. Yeah, every of Fast fucking 10. second of yeah. that trailer. But I just I think that, I, and I and I still maintain this. I don't. I just don't think that it's necessary for every movie studio to have their cinematic universe. It just doesn't. I think that the one-off movies from DC have proven that you can just make these movies sure. and that be that be fine. They just be a studio producing these one-off stories. Be that as it may, that's not how it's going to go. Well, I you so know, it sounds matter. like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Right. Because you know, according to this there will be those one-off stories. There will be those, you know, auteur director um kind of, you know, um, little deeper, a little darker maybe uh, uh, pieces of this entire thing. But then there will entirely be this <clears throat> TV, movie, video game universe that will all tie in together as well. See, I, I don't like that. Okay. I want you to do one or the other. Ah. I would prefer that Robert Pattinson's Batman be the Batman. The Batman. Yeah. Instead of him being like this one-off thing and then there is the Batman mm-hmm. that we're using for our main story. I don't like that. I don't like the, this is our main story, and then these are like these offshoot, like legends. and Like for Star Wars, it, it works because there are so many. It's an entire literal galaxy of stories. So if somebody is telling a legend about Jarrus Kanan or, you know, some random Jedi or Shut something. nerd. <laughs> Sorry, it just came out of me. I don't, I don't know what happened. Yeah, you just couldn't. It was like, <laughs> Like that to me works better in that context yeah. than to be like these two guys who helm. <laughs> who, like it, they're the same guy, but they're not. Yeah, that just doesn't work for me. It, yeah, you know. So I, I don't. I'm not a fan of that. We'll see what they do with like the main heroes because there's no plans for a Wonder Woman movie. Right. They didn't say that Gal Gadot is fired or mm-hmm. unhired, as they said <laughs> that uh, Henry Cavill was. Right, right. He just wasn't hired for anything. He right. wasn't fired. Right. Dude, can you imagine your job being like, listen, you're not fired. We're just not hiring not you for anything else. You're no longer hired. You're no longer hired. Yeah. So you can't be mad at us. <sighs> we can't be mad at us because yeah. we didn't fire you. For, you know, I will say for James Gunn's part, and and I'm not sure if this is just, you know, covering his own ass or not, but he did say, like, the people who were running DC before really dicked him around. Like, I think he literally (laughs) said that they dicked him around and he didn't like, like, how they treated him and they put him in a really tough spot, you know? Oh, when he did the Suicide Squad? Uh, who? Wait, are you talking about Henry Cavill or... Henry Cavill. Oh, yeah. Henry. Okay. I'm with, sorry. With, I, no, I, with, with telling him that, like, you know, you, you are going to be <clears throat> Superman again. We well, have that, that locked down. Dude, that coupled with the Black Adam thing and with The Rock. Right. Like, all of that, all those politics and, and, yeah. and pettiness and emotions and stuff like that was really... If I was Henry Cavill, I mean, I understand that this is an iconic character, but you already played him in a couple of movies. Like, you are our Superman, dude. Like, it's fine. You can ride off into the sunset. We got Brandon Routh. We got Christopher Reeves. We got you. We got... That's it, right? Who else else has played him in a movie? uh, Who else has played him in a movie? Yeah, I guess. So it's like you're in the canon of... 
super guys. Super guys. Super guys. Super Super dudes. Super brothers. Yeah. You're in the canon of Superman. You are you are our generation. Well, well, not super brothers. Not super brothers. Oh, yeah. I mean, God forbid there be a black Black Superman. Superman. But you are in the canon of Superman. And I think that it's for him. It's like, all right, fuck it, man. Y'all do whatever you yeah. want. I, I did what I needed to do with this story. Taking my ball and I'm leaving. Yeah. Yeah. I just hate that he had to. I don't know how much he gave up for gave up of the Witcher to do Superman because everyone's saying like, oh, it sucks that he gave up the Witcher to do Superman. And we don't know the inner workings of those contracts. No, so it's hard to say that yeah. he gave up the Witcher there's, to do Superman. There's that whole rumor that he was going to leave anyway. Yeah. You know, he wasn't he was butting heads with the creative leads on that and yeah. saying it wasn't faithful enough to the books. And, yeah. you know, he's a big nerd. So, yeah. you know, respect. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, I. I uh, Overall, how do you feel about these announcements other than being conflicted about it not being a non-MCU-esque thing? <clears throat> what do you think about the projects announced? Like, do you think this is a good start? Do you think they should just throw it in the garbage and start over? Or to what? me, I like I like the announcements. I'm not I'm not a huge DC guy. Even when I was a kid, yeah. I was always a Marvel kid. The, Marvel, the comics that I had were all Marvel comics. When I would read Wizard Magazine, I only cared about Marvel comics. I didn't read anything about DC, so I wasn't like a huge DC yeah. kid. Other than Batman, right? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Batman, I mean. It's always the one exception. It really is. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just. Because he's the coolest. He's the coolest. Yeah. So, when I look at this slate of movies and TV shows that they've announced, I look at it and I say I, I put a lot of trust into James Gunn because I do think he's a really good filmmaker, really think he's a good writer, good director. So that stuff that he wants to do, I'm 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 on board with. Yeah. So like as a as a Marvel kid, for instance, when they announced the Iron Man movie and they announced Robert Downey Jr., like people who are more into the Hollywood machine were like, oh no, Robert Downey Jr., this guy, you can't even insure this guy. Sure. But for me, all I knew about Robert Downey Jr. was that like he fucking liked to party. <laughs> yeah. And he was one of my favorite actors. Like sure. he was doing yeah. movies where you're like, this guy played Charlie Chaplin. You're like, he got an Oscar nomination <laughs> for playing Charlie Chaplin. Like yeah. Robert Downey Jr. was the shit. It's even great. before and I'm not trying to like revisionist history this thing. Uh-huh. I just really liked him as an actor. Yeah. Of course. And then they announced that he was going to play Iron Man. I was like, that's fucking perfect. sick. It's yeah. Perfect. It's perfect casting. Yeah. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't know how anybody even had a problem with it from yeah. the jump. He's, I, he's actor Tony Stark. Yes. Yeah. So I, I bring that up because if James Gunn is putting his faith into Swamp Thing, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, uh, and all these other like niche kind of heroes, yeah. he obviously has a lot of faith in those stories. Yeah. And I have faith in him. Sure. So I think that this is a good place to go. Yeah. I think it's better than going, all right, we're going to restart this thing and we're going to do the Justice League again and we're going to do Wonder Woman again and we're going to do Green Lantern again and yada, yada, so on and mm-hmm. so forth. It's better to go in this direction. Yeah. So, so far, I'm on board. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like he definitely has a, uh, 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 a panache with the underdog stories that he tells. And I think there are a lot of... Uh, lesser-known DC characters that he can really make sing, as he did with the Guardians of the Galaxy, for mm-hmm. instance. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I am questioning a little bit as far as what he can do with 
some of the the stalwart bigger characters like a Batman, like mm-hmm. a Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think he can nail Green Lantern because it's again it's an ensemble thing, and and you know it's it, it, it. He seems very adept at doing those, but when it comes to the singular big hero thing. I don't know how that's going to work out. And again, that's not assuming he's going to direct and write any of these. But, you know, as the lead, I hope he can find the right person for those projects. Yeah. Interesting, though, because that would be like hiring James Gunn to do like the new Captain America movie or the new, you know, uh, Hulk movie or something. Yeah. Yeah, Like the big name characters that Mm -hmm. everybody knows and loves. Sure. That's interesting. Yeah. I could. I I, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still a question. The, I see the concern. I see there's, the concern. There's still a question there, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, especially as this high of a position in 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 this sort of you know <laughs> uh, CEO status, which is very new for him. Yeah, obviously he's he's a uh, an incredible veteran of of this industry and this specific sect of movie making and and creative. But you know, we'll we'll see if he has that sort of leadership position. Um, down packed in a couple of years when yeah. Superman comes out. Right. If he gets the right people, he's able to hire the right people, recruit <clears throat> the right people, and, um, you know, green light the right projects. I think it's going to be very telling uh, by the time we get to 2025 and we're seeing, hopefully, a new Superman. I'm saying it right now. There's no way on God's green earth that Superman comes out July 11th, 2025. 2025. There's no way. <laughs> I, I would stake my life on it. Yeah. There's no way that movie comes out when they've announced it. It's going to be tough. No fucking It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So, I, mark I, this down. <laughs> July 11th, 2025. No fucking way. That yeah, movie's yeah. getting pushed at least six months. I'm maybe gonna, a year. Look, I'm going to say he sticks it. And I'm going to say he sticks it because he has to. Okay. All right. We'll yeah. come back to this in two years. Yeah. He... He used to work for, like, trauma pictures, you know, where they had nothing, no budget, and they just made stuff Yeah, for funsies. Well, now he ain't making shit for funsies. I He's know. He's making shit for an entire generation of people who will hate his guts. But I'm saying the grit it, it takes to make movies that, you know, like, a thousand people are going to watch ever. Mm. <laughs> I think he's got it. Yeah. I think he can do it. I, I believe in him. I don't think he can. And the maker of Slither. I don't Slither, think anybody can. I don't think anybody can. Nah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. <clears throat> I think we got it. I mean, we got it. Yeah, yeah. I think we got it. We got it. I think we got it. It was the it's greatest okay. in the world. It was a great episode. But I think it's over. The biggest episode in the world. It's big. <laughs> Huge. Huge. But before we can get out of here, you know what we got to do. Two things. Number one, it's the cheers of the week. So, Obi, what you got for me, baby? My cheers of the week, kind of suitably, is for Marvel Snap. Snap. Um, if you don't know, Marvel Snap is a <clears throat> digital card game that is on your phone. No. okay all right you know what go ahead it's full of microtransactions oh god it is uh you know i will say it's not pay to win Mm. because it's all of those transactions are either for uh buying you know you can buy new cards that's true but you don't need to 
You earn cards on your own. We're not getting paid for this. I hope I you know. know that. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, this one's to World of Tanks. <laughs> uh, no. It, um, you know, I've been listening to some podcasts, other, other gaming podcasts. I'm sorry to say. Ugh. I know. I won't name them. Don't worry. I don't even know you anymore. There's no, there's no competition. Um, but they were going on and on about how this little mobile card game was so addictive and so much fun. Mm. I'm like, it can't be. I'm not, first of all, I'm not that big into card games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever. Mm. I'm a Marvel fan, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more and more they talked about it, they evangelized about it. And I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try. It's free, <laughs> right? It's free. Yeah. So I download it, and lo and behold, since then, been logging on basically every single day to get more credits. You get a daily, you know, credit, uh, a little, little pinch of credits. Pathetic. Every time you log in, unbelievable. Um, but it is just it. It's such a fun entry level card game to play while you're pooping. <laughs> like it. It is just. It's great, it, and it truly is addictive, but in the best way, because you're you're constantly playing against other people online, and you know are you at, playing against real people. You are playing against real people. Okay, so you know there's that element to it of, of competitiveness, um, and it has a lot of like all the cards are very much like old school Marvel trading cards, basically. Yeah. So all of your attributes have a lot to do with your character like and lore that you know about, which is fun. And you put them on three different spaces that change out every game, which, have, which are like Marvel canon spaces um, that have to do with... They're like different locations in, in the Marvel universes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just... It's so much fun. And then you upgrade your cards by, you know, you can make them 3D and break the frame and holographic and like all this stuff. Nerd. I know. Yeah. I know how it sounds. Listen, I know how it sounds, and you can very well go boring. I'm not gonna try it. I didn't say boring. I said nerd. It is very nerdy. Nerd. <laughs> but the 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 barrier for entry is very low. I'm not a card game fan, but this one is really doing it for me. It's a lot of fun. It's really engaging, and it's something that I find myself. Just, you know, spooling up every time I have, like, a spare five minutes. Yeah. You know? All so, right. it's a good time. I haven't played a mobile game in literally, I mean, at least seven, eight years. Yeah. Like, the last mobile game I played was probably they put uh, Final Fantasy VII on in, in the... Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> That was probably the last thing I yeah. played as a they mobile They ported game. it to mobile. And even that, I was like, this thing's killing my battery. I'm mm-hmm. not going to... Your phone gets really hot. Yeah, yeah, it's not worth it. No, but you 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 make a compelling argument. I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you right after. I want to see it. Yeah, I need to see it before I. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a good game. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. You know, obviously, if you're susceptible to gambling problems, don't play it. (laughs) Um, or, Or if you're a child. I, I don't recommend you play it because you can spend all of your parents' money. Yeah. But it's it's a good time. It's fun. And I think they've made a really compelling uh, <coughs> online uh, competitive mobile game. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, I had two in mind, but I think I'm going to go with the one that I alluded to earlier, sure. which is uh, my cheers of the week going to the Cohen brothers. I thought you were just going for Oh Brother Where Art, though. No, I was thinking about that, but I thought I'm going to expand it a little bit and okay. just go with the Cohen brothers okay. because the reason is how good they are. You have to pick a brother. Can't have both. Um, okay, I, I can pick a brother, and I'm going with Joel because Joel directed Oh Brother Where Art Thou. That's fair. <laughs> <It's> fair. <clears throat> there, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not breaking any new ground. I'm not saying anything new when I sing the praises of the Coen Brothers. But I just you. Every time that you go back and you watch one of the movies, one of their movies from like before. You just kind of really appreciate their mastery, you know? And when we talk about, like, our favorite directors, I know for me, I always think of, like, Nolan, Tarantino, Spielberg, uh, Denis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never, I never bring up the Coen brothers. But they have directed some of my favorite movies sure, ever. Yeah. Like, move, when, when people ask me for, like, my top ten list, at least Big Lebowski's in there. No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. Oh, Brother Art Thou was not in my top 10, but like I rewatched it as I talked about. Start and sneaking it, in. It's, it's yeah. such a good yeah. movie. It's so good. Yep. It's so good. Every, like every scene, I started it and I didn't even, I didn't remember how quickly it gets into mm-hmm. everything. It doesn't stop. Yeah. Like the minute the movie opens, there are, there's already a song in the beginning of the movie that they're like escaping from the uh, chain gang that they're on. Mm-hmm. And then the movie just doesn't stop just goes, until yeah. the very end. Like it's, it's so yeah. good. And all of their movies are like that. Yeah. Nonstop. Fantastic. Again, like I said, I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Unreal. Speaking of the Coens, it sounded like a silent shotgun. <laughs> I guess I'll shut up. Fine. She's allergic to your bullshit. Yeah. No, I just, I just, um, like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying anything new here, but, but yeah. I just wanted to show my appreciation for these. Just like, they're just so good. They're yeah. just so good. So, yeah. Uh, if you have, speaking of Netflix. If you haven't watched the Ballad of Buster Struggs, I have, I have, uh, I, ha- I did because you you told me to, and yeah, it's incredible. It's great, and right? so whoever I think it was your Cheers when when it came when out. it came out yeah. way back when, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, yes, so good. And uh, Tim Blake is in that. He is. Who was also in uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Yes, plays Delmar. Mm-hmm. And in the Watchmen TV show, it has, which has right. nothing to do with uh, the the, <laughs> the Coens, nothing. but you know he's a great actor. He is he a great to, actor. He needs to be in more he's stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. He does need yeah. to be in more stuff. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> One last thing we got to do before we get out of here, and that is review these brewskis. So Obi, you want to tell the people what you thought of the Cosmic Crown from the Cigar City Brewing Company? Mm. Well, I've been chugging this one, so. Uh, yeah, we've been kind of running through this shit. I think you can you can tell what I think about it. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I really like it. It's sweet. Uh, it is strong. Like you can taste the alcohol, but not to an overpowering like liquor like level mm-hmm. where it, it's uh, uncomfortable. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed this. I think I'm gonna give it a five. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give it a five, especially for being like a Publix available six pack pickup. Yeah, I think you can do much worse. I think um, sometimes I go back and forth between like the merit of doing beer beers from um, companies that we can get at the grocery store. Sure. But if we're doing this and we're trying to like, you know, guide people into like what we think is good and like stuff that's like readily available. Yeah. If you can get your hands on this, I suggest you buy it because I think it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think it's five out of six. I think it's really good. Um, nice caramel notes, kind of bready. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, the, there's a booziness to it, but it's not overpowering to the point that you're like, Oh Jesus, you know, a little touch of that, uh, the galaxy hops Mm -hmm. in there. Yeah. Just uh, dance on your just, tongue just a little. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's nice. So um, I'm kind of surprised. I don't know how new the Cosmic Crown is. I'm kind of surprised we haven't had this one before. But, yeah, I think it's I think it's great. Cigar City, whether or not they're an independent brewery, they're still doing some really cool shit. Yeah. And they'll always have a place right here, as I know. Of course. Right here. Yeah. So, you know, bring it on, Cigar City. Mm-hmm. Keep doing Keep doing. The great things that you're doing. Yeah. So a unanimous five, five out, out of six, six for the Cosmic Crown. You think we got it? I know we got it. Well, then let's get the fuck out of here. This has been the One Beer In Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, boy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have yourself a beautiful evening. We love you. By the way, that's how I signed off at the uh, Audubon Market. Thing. <laughs> I, I used I used the podcast sign. Nice. Yeah. Love to be found.